Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Friday, March 4th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. And at the end of the week, not a bad one. No. Had some good shows. Yeah. I'm wondering if this weekend is going to be absolute madness in terms of like the bar and nightlife scene here. I think it probably will be. Because we've noticed an uptick since the Vax Passport was removed. Yeah. And this is the first weekend with no masks, no limitations to hours when they could serve. No, I mean, dancing is back this weekend. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do all this on a Friday because it would have made it more insane. Like, we've had a couple (laughs) days of this, and I know that bars and stuff have been super busy the last few days. So that might help a little bit level out on the weekend, but I think it's going to be crazy. Well, last night was the first game at the Saddle Dome. With full, full attendance, capacity. no masks, yep. no no nothing. And I think the first, you said the first one in Canada, the first Yeah, the hockey first NHL like hockey team in Canada to do this since the pandemic started. So Yeah, I don't like I'm not planning to go out this weekend, but I kinda wanna see it. I know. will be uh I'll be on seventeenth uh this weekend. So I'm very curious to see. I'll I'll be taking some walks down and just seeing how crazy <laughs> things look. On the show today, we take a stab at writing what would be each other's dating profiles, even though we don't need dating profiles. And talk about whether or not Shauna should have a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Talk about school photos. Move, music that's overused in movies. We've got to make it sexy again. An actor that both Shauna and her mom find very attractive. Super weird to even say that again. When you make the decision to start shaving, uh, some nicknames for a dude whose name I don't know. You're out of context clip of the show. If you don't. If you want to go out the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Becker, this past week, we hit Calgary's moistest day in more than two years. Did you know that? The moistest? The moistest day since December 21st of 2019. It was on Wednesday. 93% moistness. 93% humidity? Yeah. I, I saw that because I was talking about how it was such a Vancouver damp cold totally out there. Was. And I checked the humidity. It still kind of is, yeah. And it said 93%. It's 89 right now. Yep. Yeah, that's as moist. Well, it's been a moist week. I wonder if this week will then break a record for the moistest week in huh? several years as well. I didn't know we kept <laughs> moist records, and when I read that, I was I was laughing a little bit. Was like, How do they test it? Does Environment Canada have some guy that goes out and just like, yep, mm. he's from Vancouver. He's a real pro. <laughs> we've we've hired him on over here. He just goes stands and goes, oh my god, he's... this is this is close, guys. This is close to Vancouver soft. <laughs> he's the top in his field. Yes, we he brought is. him in. Yep. And he stands up and he just kind of smacks his lip. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Yeah. Yep. And then he goes right and to the bone. He puts his fingers in his mouth and then he stays up there and he's like, it's it's so cold. Please. Please. Give me- McKenna was asking me because um, humidity levels are, she does lashes mm. and humidity levels are important for when you're applying lashes, oh. like if the glue is going to stick or not. So she's like, how do you, what's the device that measures humidity? And I was like, I don't know. It's a puss from Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. By the way, everybody, ah. we love we love Vancouver no. on this show. It's just, we like to make fun of them just because it's so much milder there. Okay, so it's actually called a hygrometer, but I like yours love. way better, way better. 
Where do we hire these? Where do we hire yeah, our own human hygrometers out here? here hey? please. Look at all these. <laughs> oh my god. The BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. A friend once brought up the concept of like having nicknames for people in your life who you don't really know, but like who you see often, maybe. Which is great. You know, like nicknames for people in your neighborhood, or he like he said at the gym. So I was telling you that we've started to play a bit of pickleball at the gym. Yeah. So much fun. I love pickleball. Oh, yeah. But there's one dude there who plays pick- really, really nice guy. And he's kind of like the unofficial ambassador of the sport there. Like if if you're new and he hasn't seen you play before, he'll come up and like, hey, you, you understand oh, the rules? Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Nice. You know, and then like McKenna and I went and played the other day and like the courts are full and he saw us come and he's like, hey, you guys are back. Like you're going to he's waving. It's like you're gonna have to get real, real paddles here and really get into it. It's like it's so much fun. We don't know his name though, so I've just been calling him Mister Pickle. <laughs> but, That's good. Or perhaps Pickle. Phil Pickleson. He's he's the club pro. It's yeah. Phil Pickleson. What about Dill Pickleson? That's even better. Dill Pickleson. Dill Pickleson. Just right there. <laughs> it's right there. He's our club bro. It's yeah. Dill Pickleson. Oh. Pickle me Elmo. Oh, that's good. That's good. Vasic, Vasic Pospidil. That's a handful to say, but if Vasic we're going... Po- Vlasic Pospidil. Oh, yes. Vlasic is a pickle company, are yes, they not? Yes, it is. Yep. Vlasic oh, Pospidil over here? Yep. That's awesome. And it's a racket sport. Yes. I like it. I mean, it's a handful to say, but... Or Rory McDelroy. That's a stretch. You put the dill anywhere in there, you? really you? can. You can just toss dill in. Oh, that's good. Rafael Nadil. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> That's not a rocket. Felix OJ Diliazim. De pickleball me. That one's tough to say. De pickleball me. Is that worse or better than Vlasic Pospidil? Vlasic Pospidil might be the winner because it hits on two different fronts. It does. And it's kind of in the same, yep. the same realm. Just so. a bit of a handful with your mouth, but you, <laughs> well, know, you hey, can work on that. You better should, than Mr. Pickle. Say, yeah. Yeah, see, see, you should say that right to him and see what he hey, says. Like, Vlasic hey, Pospidil. He'll be like, what? <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you're a man who's losing your hair. Which I am. As many men <sighs> do, right? When do you decide it's time to let her go for good? Like, I'd love to know how this works for guys. At what point, guys who do decide to shave their head and it, it's time to kind of let it go, and especially if your hair's a bit longer. Like, at what point, what is the catalyst to that? What drives you to make that decision? Well, I mean, I'm starting to peek over the wall into skullet territory, so mm. that will motivate a fella to cut his hair. Uh, is but, that the main driving factor? As you just look at, you're like, all right, we're getting a skull bang territory, so here we go. No, it's more like, well, because I'm tall, mm-hmm. people don't normally see that I'm losing my hair, and they're surprised when they see it. Okay. Um, so for me, it's when I see a photo. And like when there's a like, I've seen the odd photo that where I was like facing away talking to someone. Uh, I'm like, Jesus, is that how thin I am up top? And I wonder I if that's it. what it is for, for a lot of guys. I mean, I'm sure it's different and different things for different people, but I, I was just curious like to get inside a guy's head because as a girl, we don't have to worry about that for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit... For us, it's kind of the opposite, actually. For us, is when we start having to shave. That's a that's a big moment in a, in a lady's oh. life. Oh. How remember, does that work? Well, I, I remember when I first started shaving my legs and my mom had made a comment about a friend of mine's leg hair peeking through her leotard in dance class. And I remember being like, oh my God. And then I looked down and was like, I think mine's starting to do the same thing. And I was like, "Uh, can I get a razor now? And my mom went and we went and got a razor at that point. And then I started shaving my legs. And looking back, I think that she said that 
to kind of nicely hint to me that it's probably time. You know, it's the gentle way of saying, "Hey, Shauna." Yep. Because it was you just very quick turn on, like no even question. Just yeah, here's a razor. Now start shaving. Get get that off. That's gross. Yeah. Can you even say that as a parent anymore, though? No, probably not. Are there rules about that? Would it be would it be seen as like forcing your daughter to conform to you're right society's feminine beauty standards? I mean, if you did it like my mom did, where I didn't catch on till much much later, like you know, thirty three now, <laughs> when I started to realize that she did that, then it's different. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're... You probably have to be super gentle about it now. Hey, look at your friend over there in the leg. Although, yeah, imagine someone hearing you say that about someone else's mm-hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. Ooh-wee! <laughs> You'd be scrapping, wouldn't you? <laughs> Even now, like, I'm sure you got to be so careful. Be, hey, look, that woman has very hairy legs, which is her choice. Yep. Which she is free to do. And you can... It's not for me. You but... don't have to shave these. You can grow out your leg hair as long as you'd like. But if you wanted to shave them, the next time we're at the, re- the dollar store, we can get some razors. I but- We'll buy you a razor. If you don't, if you don't, if you want to go out natural, do the BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. Yesterday, Beckler, you were talking about how Anthony Kiedis seems not to age. Yeah. He's uh, going to be 60 this year, and he looks like he's 40. Which is he's, so crazy. And yeah. when you look at him, it's totally true. And it, it is funny because I was watching a movie last night with Pierce Brosnan, and I was looking at him, and I'm like, wow, he looks damn good for his age, too. Yeah. He's another he's one. a handsome fellow. He's 60. He's almost 70. And you look at him, and you're like, he does not look 70. But then I got a little bit creeped out because I remember when I was a kid, and I was watching Pierce Brosnan in the movie The Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> I looked it up. That movie came out in 1999, so I was 11. And I remember my parents would buy it, and they loved that movie. So we'd watch it a ton up at the cabin. It was one of those, like, staple cabin movies. Yeah. VHS. Uh, VHS is for sure. And I remember my mom looking at Pierce Brosnan and being like, God, he's attractive. <laughs> and I remember as a kid being like, ew, he's old. And now I'm getting to the point where, because he hasn't really aged and I'm getting older, I looked at him and was like, he's kind of attractive. Man, that's like... That's aging goals. That if is, two generations of people can find you attractive, it, that's, wow. That is aging goal. Also disturbing. Like, I was thinking about this, like, my mother and I, this is the problem with celebrities and not aging, is that my mother and I now find the same man attractive. Yeah, but it's Pierce Brosnan. I mean, you can make an exception for someone like Pierce Brosnan. He, w- he was James Bond. Yes. Even, like, true. in Mrs. Doubtfire. He was fit. He was a fit, good-looking guy in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. It's funny though, his character in that movie, he was like he was kind of the villain. Yeah. But someone once explained online, I read this, and they're like, he shouldn't have been the villain. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just like dating this woman and trying to be, you know, be there for her kids and stuff. It was Robin Williams' character who was insane. It is true. He was the one who was dressing up and like sneaking around and lying and stuff. Pierce didn't do anything wrong, but we didn't like Pierce in that movie. It's I not always, fair. That is fi- that is impressive. I always find that a very talented thing in Hollywood when they can make you like the person who is actually the yeah the villain. He's like, you know, freak like, me. I'm just treating this woman and her kids well. Yeah, yeah. And poor this guy poor is dressed like an old woman. <laughs> poor Pierce. I mean, honestly, like I fe- I kind of feel for him. <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that case, but I mean, how can you feel? bad for a guy that looks like that. Can't feel bad for Pierce Brosnan. And again, he has how many generations? There's probably instances where three different generations find Pierce Brosnan attractive. Yeah. How creepy is that? Well, because there's, I mean, your mom is quite a bit older than you, right? She is. Like, she had you when she was older. So Uh yeah, there probably are three generations of people who find Pierce Brosnan. Imagine sitting down with your grandma and your mom watching a movie and all you're like, I'd tap that. That's weird. (laughs) We don't agree politically or on things like that, but But we we all agree. We all tap Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) BNS in 20 minutes or less. We got a message from friend of the show, Rod. Roger. Roger is a deep thinker. 
And he said he always thought Sally Field was the villain of Mrs. Doubtfire. I was like, how so? Mm. How so? He said she went out of her way to prevent Robin Williams from spending any time with his kids after the breakup. Fully knowing how much the kids meant to him, she put up so many roadblocks with the help of the court to restrict how much time he spent with the kids, dropping them off late, picking them up early, then pursuing pursuing another man and leaving her kids to be looked after by a stranger instead of getting her ex-husband to look after them when she goes on dates. Then she gets angry of another woman living with Robin when she is chasing after Pierce Brosnan. Um, hmm. And I said, did they ever explain... Yeah. Did they ever explain why she was so opposed to... Him spending time with the kids? He said, nope. Hmm. Like, okay. Well, in that case, yeah. I've changed my opinion once again. Pierce Brosnan is the good guy in the film. Yep. Sally Field is the villain. Yes. And Robin Williams is, well, I mean, maybe you don't condone his behavior, was a desperate man who was driven to to what he did. Yeah. So. Huh. I never really thought about that before. Yes. Thank you, Roger, for that deep that deep thought. Mrs. Doubtfire is a far deeper movie it than It really we, is. We're we peeling off thought. the layers of the onion here. V and S in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit HouseOfCarsCalgary.com. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Recently on the show, we've talked about my theory that gas is burning faster than it used to. Yes, which we've discovered since that's no longer even a theory. It's true. Yeah. Well, we heard from uh, someone who works in oil and gas and said that, yeah, due to the new clean fuel regulations from the federal government, they are adding more ethanol to gas. And you'll see the pumps now displaying that. Yeah. So. And like I'm obsessed with watching my fuel consumption gauge, and I notice that it's like going higher and higher all the time, no matter how I drive. So, and then I posted a video about this, and like thousands of people have responded to me saying that they have noticed the same thing. Yeah. And I threw it up on Facebook. If you want to see it, I can also send you the link if you text us. But it's funny because I I got one of the comments on the video was from this dude I went to high school with, and he he said hashtag go electric hashtag EV revolution, and I suppose like. I mean, the conspiracy part of this is that some people believe it's all designed to push us toward electric vehicles, to make driving a combustion engine vehicle so expensive that you you can't do it. Yeah, which is... Because, I mean, Canada wants half of its passenger vehicles sold by 2030 to be electric, yep. and then all of them by 2035. But like I said to this dude, um, you know, for my side business, I need a vehicle with a truck box, right? I've tried to do it with a sedan in the past, but like loading boards into a Nissan Altima sucks. Yeah. Trying to figure out like how to cut the plywood at the store so that it all fits in really sucks. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to just have a truck. But like electric trucks start at $80,000 if you can even get one. Yeah. And you can't get one. Have you can't you? right now. No. Have you ever seen an electric truck on the road here? You haven't because they're not available yet. No. And the waiting lists are backed up. So like I said to this dude, I was like, I would love to join your electric revolution if you can show me where I can get an electric truck for less than $80,000. Well, and that's just it. I mean, now some people are saying that by pushing, you know, these companies to go electric and, and forcing this this way that maybe there will be some 
vehicles that are more affordable coming out quicker. Eventually there will be, but I mean, we're still not there. But in the meantime, yeah, that's what it's come down to. It's affordability. Like you can't just be like, oh, just everyone switch electric, obviously. With what money? I said to him, I was like, your your, your EV revolution is not here yet. Not quite. And he responded, agree to disagree. And I was like, disagree on what? Like there's, there's no disagreement here. There are no electric trucks available. Like we could not, we cannot all go electric tomorrow. We can't. Just respond so, to him and be like, sir, can I have some monies? Give me Thank some you. of your monies. Monies, please. And even if I had the money, you can't go out and buy an electric truck right now. So, yeah, it's true. Like some, I don't know, man. Some of these EV people, I want to be on the same side as them. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I'm looking forward to the day when I'm driving an electric vehicle as well. I imagine it won't be too far away. No. But it's not now. No. It's not now. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I had to go at like 8 o'clock last night and shovel snow again, and I think it'll be a bunch waiting for me when I get home. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been a relatively easy winter for snow removal this year, and I'm a person who doesn't really mind shoveling snow. But by the time March rolls around, and I know March and April are the snowiest months here, but I don't think anyone's real excited to go out and shovel anymore. It's true. It's been it's been a few months already, and you're kind of like, okay, I'm over it. Yep. Uh, one of the people who sent me a message asking where Make It Sexy had gone mm-hmm. was Andrea. And I was like, what should we make sexy next? And she said, shoveling. So I don't think we've ever made shoveling sexy. And we it's, haven't. We haven't. And it's like... One it's of the something things that, that we do here. In this part of the world? Yep. It needs to be done. Could we make shoveling sexy, Shauna? We sure can. Ooh, it's so wet and heavy. I'm sweating just thinking about handling all of that. Ooh, push it. Now get back and push it again. Now get back and push it again. Mm. Yeah, you could do quick strokes from side to side, or you could push it all the way down to the bottom and dump it there. Oh, it's so hard. There's a bit of buildup I see of ice. That is, of course. Don't forget to do the rear, too. How many more inches? God, I'm going to be busy. (laughs) VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was watching the movie Misfits yesterday, and uh, a song came on. And this song is kind of made me think of a new genre of music. Okay. So I'll I'll play it for you here, this song here. So I don't know if you know this song. I do know the song. Who's it by? It's the heavy. That's who it's by. Now, that song seems to be in a lot of movies. And that's the only time I ever really see this song. And I was thinking this might be even a new genre of movie melodies, songs that you see that are just overused in movies and TV shows and, and media like that. Okay. And that song I've okay. just noticed, I've I, it's been in a bunch of recent movies. And also interesting, online there isn't a whole lot of information on songs that are used in movies a ton. But that w- that is one that I would say has been in quite a few. Like it's nobody's ever logged which songs appear in the most movies. No, there's there's lists. There's like top ten lists of mm-hmm. of all time kind of thing. But when it comes to current, sh- like Netflix movies and that kind of thing, no one's documenting that, and it's actually really tough to find. You can find some movies from like far way ago, and people have slowly documented. But there's yeah, there's no like database that you'd think would. You know, like kind of most log all that. Cliche movie tracks, the most overused movie songs. Yeah. I mean, I have my opinion. It jumped to mind immediately when you said this, and I've talked about it on the air before, but I don't think anybody else should be allowed to use the Rolling Stones, Can't You Hear Me Knocking, in a montage. Every movie where they're like 
talking about like how much money they made selling drugs or laundering whatever. Like yep. there was a there's a new show coming out. I forget, oh, I forget what it is. But the trailer is. Can you hear me knocking by the stones? It's every montage ever. Oh right? yeah. Yep. And like such a great song. Yep. But it's not very original to use it in that sort of scene anymore, or in a movie trailer, or in a. Yeah, come on. Well, it kind of reminds me of the, like Pink Floyd's "Money." Like every time you hear this cash register, and then in any bank heist, any movie that ha- involves you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing, that song seems to always be playing. Yeah. Which I mean, the movies where you know whoever's compiling the soundtrack goes out of their way to find you, you know unique songs and stuff. Those are really really memorable. Yeah. And at this point, like using money. Or using can't you hear me knocking is not going to be memorable. It'll, it'll be. get the reaction you're looking for, but yeah. hmm, it's there like should a, be a moratorium on those songs. Hey, honestly, or this one. I make an old woman blush, and I make a young girl yeah. Like anytime there's someone, yeah, who's yeah. walking, you can just picture the scenes that these songs are, and you're like, come on, you've got got to be a little more. There's a lot of music out there. Paris. Grab something else. BNS in 20 minutes or less. It was school pictures recently, and Bo came home yesterday with the proofs that they send home, right? They oh, should, yeah. If you like these photos, you can order a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. We've joked before about how school photos probably aren't as popular as they once were. It kind of seems ridiculous they still do it, to be honest. But because yeah, if there is one thing young parents in the year 2022 have no shortage of, it's photos of their own kids. Yes. And I say that as someone who has thousands of photos of my own kids. Yeah. But... Bo wanted some of these photos to hand out to his friends at school. You know, and I thought, okay, that's kind of cute, oh, right? that's what they do with them, So eh? McKenna like Valentine's. Was, yeah, okay. kind of like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But McKenna was like, okay, well, maybe we can order you some. And he's like, well, I can just cut up the proofs and hand those out. And we're, <laughs> McKenna was like, absolutely not. We will look like the cheapest family <laughs> in the world. Like, it's bad enough that you have me on the air here talking about how cheap I am and how proud I am of that fact. We don't need Bo handing out photos with the life touch watermark on them to his friends to be fair i mean it makes i wonder if the other kids do that too i haven't seen any come home yet so i think it would just be us okay i i I think you should just lean into the cheap sasky thing myself personally what you should do is color photocopy the proofs (laughs) and then give everybody a color photocopy of the proof with the Life touch watermark on it, and then sign the back, Beckler. Blow it up so it's all pixelated oh, yeah. and send it to the grandparents and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Send it to the kids at <laughs> school, and then, like, to, you know, Paxton. Love Bo and your local neighborhood cheap Sasky family. Is that even Bo in the photo? It's hard to tell. <laughs> the image quality is degraded to the point that it's not clear. Well, you get the idea, yeah, okay? God, it's all that counts. Cheap. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We've talked before about how my boyfriend Cliff and I are talking about maybe having a commitment party. So we've been together for 10 years, but we don't know if we necessarily want to do the whole like formal wedding thing. So yeah. in, in place of that, we've talked about maybe just a, a commitment party instead. And, you know, it's basically everything that a wedding would have aside from just the official paper, obviously. Yeah. I thought it's kind of a cool idea because, like you said, you're clearly committed to each other yeah it's been 10 years so it's just nice to get your friends together and celebrate you guys that's just it and then i got thinking i was like okay so if we did something like that would that warrant a bachelor and bachelorette party as well i would think so why not i mean it's it's not an official wedding so i'm like would people be like well it's not an official wedding so you can't have a bachelorette party but I doubt it. I mean, my friends are probably all game. Everybody's always game to just have a party. That's so. right. And you're also not a bachelorette and haven't been for a decade. So. No, no. And this okay. is this is the other question I had, though. When it comes to Cliff, he's been married before. So does he have a second bachelor party? 
I don't even know how this works. Like, people who get remarried, do you have a bachelor party again? I think generally when people get remarried, the wedding is smaller yeah, altogether, right? It's true. Um, when, okay, so when was Cliff married? How long ago? I don't even know. A long time long ago. Long time ago? Yeah. Yeah, but- so he's got... He's got different friends probably now, right? Guys that probably weren't at the first one. And Here's the thing, a couple, but he still has the same core group of friends. Does he? I'm sure those guys would be down to party again. Do you think so? I, well, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about that, like, with people who do get, let's say it is the same group of friends. You, you have to re-ask them, and then what do you, you go out and party and go, well, hopefully this one works <laughs> out better. I mean, if you maybe if you're asking them to spend a lot of money, mm, then they'd yeah. raise an eyebrow, right? It's even kind of like, I don't know, how do gifts work at a second marriage? It's, it's like, true. I already bought you a wedding gift. We got to... I know. I got thinking about this, and I was like, I actually don't know how any of that works. You assume, I guess, the same friends. If you invite them again, you don't. You shouldn't <laughs> expect another gift, right? Unless like, the gift is meant to like offset the cost of whatever, whatever the wedding is, whatever the party they're throwing, right? Still seems odd, doesn't so, it? Like, or going on a destination wedding, like two weddings. Yeah. You're like, you want me to spend money again? Is this one going to work <laughs> out, or do I have to put money aside for the third? It's now? A tough question, isn't it? It really is. But I think you should have a bachelorette party for sure if okay. you if you do this because yeah, like you then, said it's your only chance to get one. So yeah, maybe him and his friend they can decide. Like, they can yeah they can discuss that. Their own. I want it though. VNS in twenty minutes or less. Yesterday you were talking about how you thought it'd be a good idea to get the people who write the adoption things for pets. Yes. To write dating profiles. Uh huh. Because they do such a good job of like describing the pet and like basically selling them. Like yeah. This is their personality. This is who they'd be good with. All that stuff. Mm. And I said, it'd be, I mean, we should get, you really, you should have someone else write your dating profile for you, shouldn't you? That's what, that's what kind of I was thinking. Like, it makes more sense because it's an honest, unbiased, you almost like references. Yes. I was like, it would be nice to, like, you call people up and to get job references. Well, you should be doing that for your dating profile too. Some people struggle writing their own profiles. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people do. First of all, because, you know, you want to be, modest or something but also because it's tough to write for yourself like it's not an easy thing to do definitely because you don't want to sound like you're bragging no but and i mean maybe your perception of you is different than what other people's perception of you is so i mean you and i don't need dating profiles shauna i'm married you're in a very long-term relationship but could we try like what if 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 i asked you to write my dating profile what would you say and vice versa Hmm. well i mean it's it's hard to do because you you have a wife, but uh, you you know if you had kids, which you still would, right? So yes, you have to start with that. You'd have to. Great yeah. dad of two young boys, um, outgoing, great sense of humor. Oh, thank you. Loves to work with his hands and work out. Of course, it's number one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A bit frugal. <laughs> But has a Costco Gold membership and all the perks that come with that. So. I like how you kind of dress that up a bit. Yeah, like, yeah you got to. It's like when they ask what your weaknesses are. That's it. You say, a bit frugal. A little bit frugal. You know? But. Cautious with money. Mm-hmm. Not cheap as hell. No, nope, <laughs> nope. Not a cheap sasky. Can't put that on your dating profile. You split nope. in the first date. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Just all the, the big points like that. Yeah. I try to write yours. Okay. Just wrote, Shauna Jefferson, 34, or, as clo- or close enough as to make no difference. Because I'm 33, but thank you. One month from today, right? You turned 30, uh, 34? Yeah. Okay, well. There we go. We don't want to go back in and edit it, so we'll just leave it there. Okay. Um, you can't round up in age. Come on now. 5'9", <laughs> blonde and windblown. Yeah. <laughs> Originally from Brampton, Ontario, but escaped. Yeah. Got out of there, <laughs> just in the nick of time. Super laid back. See, this one, I think, 
you you can say about someone else, but if you put like super laid back, don't like drama on your own profile, I'm like that person likes drama. Oh uh, yeah, don't they? You're right. If you say you don't like drama, you like drama. Yeah. Whereas I can say that about you. You legitimately don't like drama. I don't. So no, I can put that on there. Yeah, love snowboarding, biking, traveling, good beer and good food. Yep. Loyal. Yes. Very very loyal. Also is a grandmother. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was also gonna. I was gonna say his eyes are a bit too close together, but well, his biceps make that. up for it. So there you go. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. I stumbled across this Wikipedia entry that I thought was kind of fascinating. It's all about how different social media companies handle the profiles of users who have died. Interesting. Because that's something nobody really talks about. But no. Like, what happens to your digital life when you're gone? Yeah. That is very strict. You never really think about that. No. Like, I know people who have died and, like, their Twitter accounts are just sitting there, like, with the last thing they tweeted. Yep. It's kind of eerie. Facebook is the same. I mean, now there's the odd account that has the, like, in memory of pages on Facebook. You can request to flip it to, like, a remembering page, and then it's just kind of, like, all of their... Which is kind of cool. I think so, too. Yeah, You're not, like, completely wiping them from the internet. They're still there, and, like, memories will come up with them and stuff, which is... Which is nice, but yeah. uh, it's also probably not something that you would think about immediately when someone dies, right? Definitely not. You're like, all right, I have to make arrangements for the funeral and stuff, but then like, Social at what media. point are you? Yeah, at what point are you like, I should probably also like put a bow on their their digital life, right? Yeah, tie that off. But it's weird. Um, there are some companies that you can you can arrange with them to like transfer your passwords to a like a trustee. In the event that you die. Oh, okay. So if you wanted like your emails to be available or, you know, some of your private messages and stuff to be available, I, I don't really know who would. I hope they just like nuke that stuff when I die because... I can see this becoming a part of your will. Yeah. There's you a term, to... digital estates, okay. digital inheritance. Yep. You're 100% right. And when you write your will now, you can have that written in there because yeah, you're right. Like people will consider that when they're still living probably. And as we go down the line and everybody has these social media accounts, that will just become a part of your regular living will. I'm sure. Yeah. Who gets access to all the photos that I've posted on these places, you know? And and I mean, even some of these accounts are worth money now. Yeah. You know, if you have enough followers or even with the, you know, with all these NFTs and stuff, like if you have some stupid NFT that's worth a million bucks, who gets that when you die? Like this is, these are all considerations now that, Never used to Interesting. be a thing, you know? Yeah. These were his digital wishes. <laughs> Super weird. Very weird. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? You mind if I go first? Do it. Mine's a little bit darker, but we were talking earlier about how different social media platforms handle the death of their users. Yes. What they do with the account after someone dies. It's kind of a strange topic. Um, but as I was reading about this, like high profile deaths have often been the catalyst for change like in, in the policy of these platforms. So like Facebook, you talked about their you know remembering pages. When someone dies, you can change it to like an in-memoriam page. Yep. And it was after the Virginia Tech shooting in 2007 that they decided to bring that in. That was... Interesting. Yeah. I was reading actually one of the other platforms. Um, it was because of Robin Williams' death. Yes, it was Twitter. Okay. And it was Twitter, and because people were sending memes that they made to Rob Williams' daughter. To his daughter, Zelda. Picture. They were like photoshopping his photos from his Twitter account and sending them to his daughter, which is pretty sick. That's so messed up. Um, But yeah, so a couple other examples from Twitter. I guess they will allow somebody to keep posting on behalf of a dead person if that person had access to the account before. Mm. They said Roger Ebert's wife posts on his account. Interesting. On his behalf. Um, Also, I mean, Twitter used to just 
straight up wipe your 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 timeline after someone died. Like if they died, they would just delete everything. Huh. But it was after Corey Monteith's death that his fans kind of mounted a campaign saying like, "Don't delete these tweets. We want them to stay." Wow. So yeah, yeah. there's always like. There's a case that makes them review their policy and say, okay, maybe we shouldn't delete this. Maybe we should give access to this person. Maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was reading about poutine. Don't ask me why. Uh, but it's your favorite food, so I was thinking about poutine. Um, I I forgot, and I remember reading this at one point, but poutine in Quebec is slang for a mess. So that's what yeah. poutine means, which I always forget, and it's so funny to me. Just a mess. That's what we call this weird fry thing that we eat. It is kind of a mess. But it definitely my is. My God, is it a delicious mess. Oh, yeah. And then I was reading that um, the most amount of poutine ever eaten was 13 pounds of it. Oh. And it was Pat Deep Dish Bartoletti from Chicago who did it. He did this in a poutine eating contest in Toronto. He flew in, and I was reading about... He flew in. He flew, You're sitting is, next to him on the plane. So honestly, what brings you to town? I'm, I'm going to dummy go, 13 pounds of poutine. This guy, like I started reading about, because I read that and I was like, who is this guy? And he's from Chicago and he came into Canada. For, like what's going my, on? My name is Pat. Call me deep dish. I'm here to crush all your poutine. Uh, seriously. wipe your country out of poutine. Well, you should read. This is, he has a website and it's the strangest thing because all it is is all of these different foods, like feats that he's done. All eating? So it's all eating. Like that's what his full-time job is. He flies around and just, he's, I think he has like 25 Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> for the amount of crap that he's eaten. But like, what a gotta calling. How did his guts what? feel? Like. Also, he, I, one of the pictures of him shows him with, with, he has headphones on. So he's like listening to mute. So he has... He has to get into his eating mood, clearly. It's like, no, no, I gotta I gotta put the tunes on to motivate me here. To Classical stop. music. Is 13 he pounds of poutine in my face. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.